0: Hey, howdy, craft beer lovers! Welcome to the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour. I'm Brian, and with me, as always, is Justin, and we're here with producer Casey. The Hop and Barrel Happy Hour is brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios in beautiful River Falls, Wisconsin. Before we get started, we'd like to give a shout out to the Black Belt patrons: Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romansky, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, Hop and Barrel, and brand new Black Belt patron, and you can do this too, uh, Phil Feldman, uh, brand new. Uh, you can support Blind Ninja Studios, us, uh, and everything else on the network on Patreon at patreon.com backslash studios or by following the Patreon link at the bottom of the homepage at blindninjastudios.com. So we're sitting here about to record episode 11, which includes news and updates about the Hoppin' Barrel Brewery from April 19th to May 2nd. Hey, Justin. Hello, Brian. I have a very, very weird question for you. Um, And I want to know, what is something that everybody looks stupid doing? Podcasting. (laughs) Pooping? Pooping. I'm going to go with that. Podcasting, (laughs) I disagree with that. I think we all look pretty cool with our headphones and our beers and our microphones, and we're in a professional-looking studio. (laughs) I think that's where we're at. But... I think what we should do first is crack open up. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, that yeah. Bad. What you didn't see was Justin opened two beers. One. <laughs>
1: with, one with one hand. Two beers with <laughs> two beers. See. One hand. Where did those fingers The legend. Come grow. Catch them on <laughs> <laughs> Sunday.
0: Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Also, we're gonna drink, Minnesotan here, and I have also got an auxiliary Modelo. Oh, yeah, specifically
2: for Brad knickerbocker. <laughs> on, on, on that this note can I, can
0: I shout out your guys' uh,
1: story from the other week on Instagram you may because that was hilarious <laughs> when uh, you had the box of Lemon Breaker and you pulled out a Modelo I was dying <laughs>
0: There were, uh, it was very pointedly for a a small group of people, and you, Casey, you were one of them.
2: Yeah, we we didn't even know if we were going to post that one publicly. That was mostly filmed for friends. I'm like,
0: ah, we posted. I still think it was fun. Uh, Yeah, it was (laughs) hilarious. So we're pouring Minnesota. While we're filling our glasses, tasting this fine beer, let's find out what Justin has been up to beer related lately.
2: Well, uh, kind of a a bit of a tease, but I've I've been putting a lot of energy into working on uh, finding a place to contract brew our Lemon Breaker.
0: Um, Yeah, we both have, man. There's been a lot of, like, how do we do this? What are our connections and how do those look? Who can we talk to to make this happen? So I I think we'll have some news pretty shortly, probably
2: in the next podcast. Um, Somewhere between this podcast
0: and the next, we'll have some things to update on. And if we had talked about any of the other any spots before, um, I don't think any of those ended up working out, and we're we've we've kind of moved, you know, moved on yeah. um, to to a spot that we'll talk about later. Yep, cryptic.
2: I know. Purposeful tease, but it, it's been taking up a lot of time, so
0: it's what comes to mind. Totally, and I t- really did think that this would happen a lot more quickly, but apparently. It, didn't Casey beer related
1: beer related um let's see it's been a lot of homebrew stuff for me um we have officially started rebrewing uh everything for the every style challenge so if you've listened to uh homebrew bound at all Um, You'll kind of know what that means. But basically, a quick recap of that is I brewed 80 different styles of beer in 80 weeks, going through every ale in the BJCP guidelines, which is the Beer Judge Certification Program. Ales, not lagers. Ales, not lagers, because I did not have a lagering setup. Not at the time. Now you do. Now I do. And so now people are clamoring for the Every Style Challenge
0: Lager Edition. Yeah, if you want to listen to some of those episodes, or all of them for that matter, you can check out on the Blind Ninja Studio Network. We've got the uh, the fantastic podcast, which is called Homebrew Bound. Homebrew Bound, and I would uh, well I co-host that with Casey. Yep,
2: they let me come on every once in a while. Yeah.
1: If you if we, you if you're if you're really yeah.
0: into like like
1: n- nerdy beer shit, like <laughs> you you'll like it. Like, and, and I, mean, I don't know any other way of putting it, but we we yeah. go pretty deep into the pain on that. So. We we can
0: and and do yeah. yeah. Worth Absolutely. checking out. Yep. I think as far as that goes then yeah that's what I've been up to beer related lately is starting to think about new recipes for you know another teas some an IPA series that we're hopefully going to be coming up with and then also and what we'll talk about on the episode that we'll record later um, with the malting company uh that Sugar Creek Malt was Company. So cool uh, to send us uh, some malt, some handcrafted uh, malt. Um, so we'll talk about that more on the show. But I think that's kind of what I've been up to—is kind of thinking about um, actually brewing a beer for the first time.
1: Well, it's it's now currently a race whether you're going to brew a, on my homebrew system or the Hoffman Barrel pilot system first. I'm
0: guessing it'll be the homebrew
1: system. <laughs> first.
0: Getting getting my ass out of my desk chair to. To do a brew at the brewery is very, very tough. Uh, well,
1: I mean, and this might not be on your guys' list, but speaking of the pilot system, uh, mm-hmm. what's new on that line? Ooh.
2: Well, what a segue!
1: Yeah, so what's the- that's why they pay me the big bucks. <laughs> you know,
2: No, it's, you know. He doesn't
1: even have the notes, too. (laughs) No, I know. That was actually
2: great. Yeah. That was impressive. You were really good at this podcasting thing.
1: (laughs) No, it's it's been nine
0: years, man. Nine years later. We
2: had a a bit of a slowdown. We were hoping to have some news on what's getting packaged up, but we, I mean, to to show all the cards, we were re-insulating all the pipes in the brewery. We didn't have the proper grade insulation when we first started. It's For the
0: glycol chiller. Okay.
2: Yep. So it's getting redone, but what was supposed to be a two-day project has turned into an eight business day project
0: I, you know and then i i'm staring up at the ceiling at these pipes that are dripping condensation are you guys doing
1: it yourselves
0: god no no oh okay oh, okay no the company that we contracted to install it in the first place um i don't know where the disconnect is so i'm not going to shout anyone's name out you know that wouldn't be appropriate anyway but we have a chiller that sits on the roof and keeps the tanks you know you've sometimes you got to get them well we got to get them down to 32 degrees Mm -hmm. to crash them and so there was a lot of condensation on the the send and the return um which was causing a pink um i don't know i just said pink gock it's actually called atp if you want to get like technical about it it's a You know type of bacteria that goes anaerobic by forming a bubble over itself and then it just sits and Reproduces under this bubble anaerobically and so you use if you see pink gawk at a brewery that things are not good people aren't being clean things something's wrong and so we looked up at the ceiling and You know I brought the company out that contracted another company to install this and, you know, the paperwork went across someone's desk that said, well, it needs to be this type of insulation and, and somebody missed it. And so instead of, you know, having this chiller that you know, was insulated to, to handle 30 degree or 32 degree, uh, it, the insulation was installed with the basis of a 55 degree temperature.
1: That's a little bit of a difference. Quite a difference.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, it took, unfortunately, it took about three years for, it actually only took about two years before I was like, what the hell is going on? But it took that much time and research to understand that somebody put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, if, if you will.
2: But it's getting made right, and the yes. bottom line sold the pilot system down a little bit because everything mm-hmm. got slowed down. So we will be packaging up the first couple beers in the next two weeks, and then next on deck is the mexican lager we were hoping to have out for the sundown taco throwdown Whoa,
0: slow your roll there what
1: was what's That's, like the zorro maximus it, or? yeah oh, oh the first the one's
2: coming out excuse mm-hmm. me I, i'm talking about what we're brewing yeah. next when the first one's coming out are going to be zorro grande zorro Grande. sorry the nine percent uh amber <laughs> i was close
0: zorro amber grande ale. is a lesson in efficiency
2: Whew. Yeah, we uh, we thought the smaller system would be less efficient, and it ended up being way, way, more, way When you guys more efficient. Uh, use the word efficiency, what do you mean? We're talking about how well it converts the starches to sugars mm-hmm. during the mash. So, you know, typical professional brew house, you'll talk 80, 85%, maybe, maybe getting higher on a bigger system so moving to a smaller system we moved it down thinking it wouldn't be as efficient yeah kind of like a homebrew setup Mm -hmm. you're calculating 75 to 80 percent instead this thing ended up being like 93 percent efficient and we're still honing it in so
1: more efficient means
2: more alcohol well, it means it can make more alcohol with less malt. It'll it'll convert more of those sugar or more of those starches to sugars in a given pound.
0: Yeah. So what? Well, what is our actual efficiency? Ninety three. Ninety three. What did you write the recipe first towards? Seventy. Seventy five. Okay. So if you twenty percent more booze. If you take <laughs> ten pounds of sugar, just an expected uh, seven point five to come out -hmm. but what came out was 9.3 pounds yep and so a lot more sugar was available to be fermented and so yeah the alcohol was cranked uh it it put the body out of whack it put the whole system out of whack is it is it a beer that's undrinkable no (laughs) is it a beer that's very drinkable but just a little has a little bit more booze in it yeah
2: yep so, so. We, we, we learned that lesson. That'll be getting you can't
0: till. learn that lesson until you actually run a yeah. brew through it. We, we knew the yeah.
1: first we knew the first beer
0: going through you, it was you, going to be you have to estimate. Lack. Well, at
1: least you came out on the right side of that equation
0: instead yeah. of under. The, one, instead under under of it being equation, under, that yeah. would have been extremely disappointing. Which this speaks to the company Sabco that custom built our system that the efficiency would be that high. Casey, what is the efficiency on your system? Uh, depending on the beer I'm
1: making, uh, between like seventy-three and eighty-one.
0: Yeah. So if we're on this pro system sitting at ninety-three, we're like yeah, yeah. Tucking, our thumb- um, tucking our thumbs, tucking our thumbs in our belts and chuckling. So, so, so every <laughs> every
1: piece of homebrewing software and I guess even stuff that you guys use it when you, when you baseline start is seventy-five. Yeah. Yeah. It's beersmith
0: you know. it's it's kind of the be all and all. Well, actually, if you listen again, if you listen Uh, to Homebrew Bound, Brewfather, and like there's all these other ones, some new software. So, so anywho, we'll have that
2: one shortly, and then the one I think, uh, at least I've been hearing the most about is the Black Milkshake IPA. Will be that's
0: what I was waiting for you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was
1: is is that the one where you put all the buzzwords in a bottle and so (laughs) all the buzzwords (laughs) Black
2: Milkshake IPA coming up the last Saturday of the month. I think. Well, I should look at my calendar. I'm. I'm just guessing at this point.
0: It um, should be out of tank at this point. It's just that we've got so much.
2: That may and There's a. There's a decent chance that may end up being our. Although it doesn't fit with tacos, that could be the one we throw at the sundown taco throwdown to have out uh, since we
0: couldn't get the Mexican lager through in time. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that the. Mexican lager needs to be paired with tacos, just because I feel like with pork belly, it's rich enough where we've you know we got something like yeah. a little bit.
1: I mean, I, rich, a quick caveat to that: um, intensity. all beers should be paired with tacos.
2: Well, that's true. There's a taco for every beer. <laughs> <laughs> but but the uh, the pilot system is is going to start unleashing here in the next week, and then we'll we'll keep it going now that we've got it kind of honed in and specialized and got the first few beers planned out for what they're going to be.
0: Yeah, so we're feeling really good about the pilot system. Yes. the good tanks in and all that jazz. So moving on to kind of more, like, sales news. Ooh.
2: Yes, we had a heck of a week
0: at the Airborne Disc Golf Preserve. Well, we had two interesting things that will potentially... You'll see us on ESPN.
1: Yeah. On, like... ESPN 2 or, like, true ESPN? True ESPN. <laughs> Why does everyone
2: say that?
0: So we brought, I brought this up somewhere else, and, and someone just goes, ESPN the Ocho. Was, and I'm some like, random dude at the end I, of bar, too. I would Come be on. happy with our beer company shop and brand being <laughs> on the Ocho. On the Ocho. Okay, I, I mean someone is watching. It.
1: I, I had to make one of the jokes. The other one was <laughs> like, "Oh, like, do they just like let the discs live in the
0: wild in the preserve, or yeah. <sighs> they do until someone yeah. scubas them out of the pond?" <laughs> Which thanks, thanks for that, guys. By the way, Jeez. <laughs> in any that. case, the the Airborne Preserve is a professional disc golf course that's been built on an on a former ball golf course. Now uh two courses I think it's just called golf Brian sure no. uh two two <laughs> courses were built in April of last year very quickly um on some land um that is uh being used by professional disc golfer Kale Leviska. um and then they've got a tavern that has beer and food you know uh so after your round you can uh go get some beer and some food Uh, We are doing a couple beers up there, two for now, four by the time March-ish, March, end of March rolls around. Oh, end end of May. Or, I'm sorry, end of May. What is it? Oh, my God, we're in April. It's April. Yeah. God, I'm sorry, guys. We're over halfway through, bud. For fuck's sake. Uh, I know. Anyway. Long story short, we've got Airborne IPA, which is our Crooked Grin, and Lynx Lager, which is the beer we're drinking today, which is Minisconsin Hellas Lager, which is actually also the base for the Lemon Breaker, which is going to be the third beer that will will appear at the preserve, so you'll be able to catch those three plus a rotator. We're thinking a sour or maybe another type of IPA, and whatever kind of works up there is what we're going to go with. But the third course at the Preserve has been finished. It's called Red Fox. It was available for leagues last week. you got leagues Wednesday. And then it's 5 bucks to play one of the courses, 10 bucks for an all-day pass up there. So if you want to get up to Clearwater, it's about 70 minutes from Hudson and even less from the cities. It's fantastic.
2: Truly phenomenal. I'm, I'm clearly not as much of a disc golf player as Brian.
0: What's your ranking? I. They don't give me a
1: ranking. It's <laughs> a rating. Oh, it's, it's it's the same as mine. A, yeah, it's a, <laughs> no. It's a rating.
0: I've, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. My rating went down three points today. I'm I didn't mean to bring it up. Hmm. I apologize. Feeling mm-hmm. real, real chapped about that. I lost uh, first place. I took second place. I lost first place to a kid who was, you know, twelve or thirteen. It's fucking great. There's always somebody younger, Ryan. Yeah, there always will be. But I, I enjoyed playing there. This is
2: the the first time I, yeah. – you know, I played some of the local courses a, a few times, but the first time I played a professional course, and uh, it was it was eye opening, and it was really cool the fact that I used to be quite an avid uh, uh, ball golfer, and the fact that they took a derelict uh, ball golf course and the way they save some cool things, and are letting it restore to nature, but keeping some cool nods to it. It's a really cool use of the land, um, but getting a lot more use out of it than a a ball golf course that kind of eats up a a lot of land. It's really, really cool what they're doing there.
0: I do think that that Cale and, um, Jake Ruiz and Alex and everybody that's up there are making a very, uh, you know, well, I, you know, and Grizz and I, I, I'm sorry, I'm leaving out a bunch of names if Kale and everyone is listening to this, but I think everyone's done a really great job putting this together. Uh, and, and quickly, um, too so um
2: but uh, to tie to the espn thing um not to leave you hanging on that answer they they have a massive tournament coming up at the end of july that we'll be sponsoring and up there as a big part oh of wow yeah this so. is
0: on the disc golf pro tour period yep. uh you know and then we will have uh that going on and then had to move to a kind of a different i don't know personal singular sport uh our good friend michael congdon uh is participating in a type of strongman competition
2: it well no it it is it it's a true strongman competition but espn has decided to to expand instead of just airing the, you know, everyone's familiar with the, the
0: super heavyweight oh, yeah. guys you, you who you lift trucks. The, so what is it, the Mountain? He, the, is yeah.
1: the strongest, or at one point was the strongest man in the country. So the Mountain is in, you know, our
0: one of our favorite shows, Game, Game, of, of, Thrones. Game of Thrones.
2: And he does man, but it's always in the, the like super heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not <laughs> familiar enough to probably be... If, if
1: division, you'd like right. to learn more about this, you can actually uh, listen to Rules of the Arena with Mike Congdon, where he he talked well, about it go. after his win <laughs> that would be another show that would be a, show probably better
2: than, than letting us butcher this conversation yeah. but but the gist of it is that ESPN is going to start picking up some of the uh, i hate the word lower but like lighter weight brackets mm-hmm. and he has a decent shot at uh, making one of these brackets in a national tournament upcoming so he's got a, a you know, a, a contest to get into That's it. That's
0: exciting. We're going to, yeah. like, before he competes, we're going to go and glue a bunch of uh, hop and barrel patches to his face and yep. biceps. and <laughs> That sounds delightful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you know Kong, and he can't sit still. <laughs> yep. And so it's going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> yep. Well, just hold him down. He can't be that strong.
2: Well, he asked for patches and
1: stickers, so I'm assuming...
0: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> one, on each, one on each ass cheek. It's... Oh, sorry. If we got kids in the car, my bad. Anyway, <laughs> those are so, donkeys. <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> so that was <laughs> sales news. Lovely.
1: It sounds uh, like you guys
0: some, have some really cool stuff coming we up. We do. This is our favorite time of year when things really get going, and you know, sort of suffering the the end of the lovely pandemic covid winter. Well, I'm and like, like
1: the springs happening. You guys
0: have a bunch of cool stuff, stuff happening. Yeah, and I mean,
2: it's not doing justice. We'll we'll talk about a lot of it, but there's a mm-hmm. lot of cool things with some really unique restaurants we've been visiting the last couple of weeks that um you know we'll try to we'll try to talk about more of them as they're coming. But yeah, I
0: mean the taproom in St. Joe was pretty amazing. There's some really interesting things going on out there. Yeah, the taproom news is going through the roof. I mean, we talked about it before. We talked about the taco throwdown. That's May six. Now you can go on to the Facebook, uh, the Hop and Barrel Facebook, and you can get there's the studio dog. Give us a bark. How about no? No. Okay. Uh, you can uh, check out the Facebook and get tickets online. So now, uh, presale tickets are thirty dollars for the Taco Throwdown, forty at the door. Um, they're gonna go quick. Uh, within only a day or so, we're 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 twenty tickets down, and you know we're not gonna which, sh- turn anyone away. We have plenty of space. Which,
2: to put it in perspective, in the prior years we've had about twenty to thirty presale tickets for the entire event.
0: What and happens. then hundreds of people. So this is our big charity event this year. We're working with Operation Help, which is a local Saint Croix County group um, that's doing some great things for local families during these times. And I, you know, we had done mental health in the past and the uh, locally, and then the fire station as well. And then obviously skipped a year last year. But we we're very concerned with everything local that's going on so we've again not tried to push anyone out of this but what we've tried to do is include um downtown um, because that's our more hyper local economy um and then getting you know operation help involved is obviously more a little bit more broad but this is all really important to us obviously because you you guys in the local area buy a lot of beer from us so um, so yeah, May 6th, Taco Throwdown,
2: check out, check out online for the details, but I uh, hope to see you there, whether you come pre-sale
0: or show up that night. Yep. So May 6th is a Thursday and we've always tried to do this Taco Throwdown on Thursdays because the chefs are free to run amok and make stuff happen. And then Fridays and Saturdays, you know, stuff gets pretty serious downtown. Now, uh, that being said on Saturdays at the brewery, we're going to start featuring a food truck every Saturday. Uh, it's going to be different, so you know. Again, check out the the ongoing event, and we'll be able to you you'll be able to uh, check out which food trucks coming through.
2: Yeah, check out every time we have a new truck, we'll do a post about the new truck the week before on Instagram, and then check out our story for who's going on that week once that's once it gets going. But we are booked May through October. May through October. We yeah. have one Saturday left. We're looking to fill. So if anyone knows a food truck for June fifth. <laughs> Reach out to us.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then Fridays are going to be a music happy hour as well. Uh, we can talk. We talked a little bit about that with Zeb last time, so we'll kind of push on that. Uh, Firewater is going to be playing the Big Tent Revival coming up in June. In June. Um, and then more immediately for music, we'll have Good Morning Bedlam on May 1st. May 1st. Yep. Uh, good Morning Bedlam. Every time they hit us up, we try to get them out. Um, yeah. They're usually on tour. They are relentlessly touring. They're kind of a, a bluegrass affair, and there's uh, uh, you know people jumping around with their violins and ukuleles. It's... Uh, fiddles. You call them fiddles, fiddles, right? Fiddles. Well, if you play a violin a certain way, it's more of a fiddle. Yeah. <laughs> fiddles. I don't know if that's
1: true. I can't... It sounds wrong. I... Why? I don't, I don't know. Is it the, I think it's just because it did, came was, from you. Was I, <laughs> was I not sure?
0: Did, did I, did I not look you in the eye when I said that? Yeah. Let me try again. Hey, Casey. Yeah. If you play it a certain way, a violin is a fiddle. Well, now I trust you. Sweet. <laughs> a good deception roll. Roll D20. I mean, so that's great it, uh, for brewery news, taproom news, sales news. There's a lot going on. If you guys have questions about that, you can hit us up. I think we should probably get out of here for the week. What do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I looked it up, and you're right and wrong. About the fiddle?
0: Yeah. Oh. You only have two computers in meant, front of you.
2: I, I thought he meant we shouldn't get out of here for the week.
1: No.
0: <laughs> oh, no, no. You guys are welcome to stay. That's fine. No, <laughs> he <laughs> wants us to stop. Yeah. <laughs> But you just have to look podcast that over <laughs> oh there it is in any case we do appreciate you guys listening thank you for tuning in this this is super fun for us I know a, f- a lot of listeners have reached out and said hey thanks for doing it and one listener reached out and said that we were giggly and all over the place and I think that's great because that's that's how I want to run this uh, but we appreciate you tuning in. If you have questions, comments, or what have you, send us an email at info at com. You can find out about our beer and find our beer in Northwestern Wisconsin and all around the Twin Cities area, but not directly in the Twin Cities area. If your local establishment doesn't have our beer on tap or on the shelf, please ask them. It really helps us out because unfortunately we cannot ship beer to individuals you can find hop and barrel on Facebook at hop brewingcom and follow us at in, on Instagram at hop and barrel you can also send a message to feedback at blind com and find them on Facebook at facebook.com backslash blind ninja studios plenty of fun things going on the blind ninja studio networks so we're looking at almost nine years of BS with them and follow them on Twitter at blind underscore ninja Thank you Casey we'll see you guys next time. Oh, uh-huh.